Logan, what is the feeling about being captain of Arsenal? What's, what was your, your first thoughts and feelings about that? Well, as I said uh, a few times already, uh, it's a big honor. It's a big honor to be to be the captain of this great club. And uh, I can just feel proud. Like uh, I couldn't imagine this before I arrived, and uh, and now, yes, I am the captain, and I'm and I'm feeling just so proud. And yeah, people is giving me a lot of love. Uh, so I try to, to... At the Raw Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about why I think Arsenal are not in the race for top four, and why I think they've been overachieving, and what they can do to solve their issues in the squad. So, yeah, um, let's get into it. So, I think we'll start off from the back. Um, so, I think Ramsdale has been an improvement, even though I've criticised his shot stopping before in the past. I think his style of play is more conducive to a team that looks to sustain pressure because he's more comfortable on the ball. Having a goalkeeper that's more comfortable on the ball um, makes it easier to relieve pressure on from the from your um, opponents and that also can give your centre backs like a peace of mind knowing that you know my goalkeeper's not a donkey like he can take care of the ball he knows what to do with the ball when he gets it as well so I think Ramsdale's been a net positive um, again I think his shot stopping's a bit beaky but you know his style of play is uh, very um, helpful for the way Arsenal want to play um the way Arsenal play, um, sorry, I thought I heard something downstairs. Yeah, the way Arsenal play is that they usually build up from the back with the three at the back with Tomiyasu, White, and Gabriel lining up um, as a back three. Uh, because Tomiyasu is primarily a centre back, he ain't a right back. Like his type of frame, the way he plays, he, he ain't a right back. Um, so yeah, so Arsenal typically build up um, using a back three, which is um, it, it's it's good for them because they have the right profiles for that. They have centre backs that are comfortable on the ball and are able to play at multiple angles. Um, I actually wait, let me check. I think Gabriel's left footed. I'm not completely sure. I can't lie. Let me just Google it quickly. Um, think Gabriel's left-footed and having um, a left-footed centre-back in the left centre-back role is very helpful because yeah he's left-footed because it allows you to play out um, again multiple angles um, instead of having multiple left-footed or multiple right-footed players but yeah having more having multiple right-footed centre-backs isn't uh, obviously a uh, negative thing because many teams have that but yeah so Arsenal typically look up look to build out from the back using a back three and it's worked for them they're able to play out of pressure uh, much easy easier easily um, yeah you know what I mean but more let's say more easier than last season um, because they have the right profiles for that but the problem comes well, the problem starts when Arsenal look to progress the ball forward. So what happens is that uh, Tierney usually occupies uh, that left wing spot. So 
Arsenal basically played with three-two-five. They have three centre backs in possession um, when they're building up from the back. Two centre midfielders and five forwards. Let's say. So the problem comes when they start to progress the ball, um, especially against settled defenses, not defenses that like to press high. For example, if you remember the Spurs game, Spurs were pressing very high. If you look at the goals that Arsenal um, that uh, Spurs conceded. I think there was one where Spurs are pressing quite high, but Arsenal just passing through um, because they have the right profiles for that. But against settled defenses, for example, against Everton, Arsenal have what Partey and Jacka in midfield, and that midfield lacks a lot of creativity. It's not very dynamic, and uh, it's very static at times, which is where that problem comes if you compare their midfield to let's say obviously not quality wise but um profile wise um if you look at city they typically play similarly sometimes they build up with a three at the back with Kyle walker um diaz and laporte again right um walker is the right center back diaz is a center center back and laporte as a left center back then they would have Rodri and Gundogan or Rodri and Zinchenko as the as the pivot and then they would have their five forwards and um no sorry not Zinchenko uh, Cancelo that's it yeah Rodri and Cancelo and if you look at the quality that not the quality but the profile oh not profile if you look at yeah if you look at the profile of Cancelo compared to Xhaka and Partey you can clearly see the difference of why it works for City and why it doesn't work for Arsenal because Arsenal don't have creativity in midfield it's very bland it's very passive it's very side to side although they are able to break lines again that dynamism isn't there and the problem that Arsenal have when they progress the ball is their charge creation method. They have Tierney playing as this, let's say, Leroy Sane role, where Tierney is receiving the ball high up on that left wing position. And the problem is he's not dynamic enough. He's not creative enough. He's literally, his only method of charge creation is get the ball first touch and try and knock it past the defender and whip it in that's literally all he does and when you compare that to Leroy Sane Sane is much more creative and dynamic it's primarily because he's more explosive and he has better hit mobility so he's able to um, blow past players from a standing start also he's able to go outside and cut inside regardless of where it is just by using body feints using his hips um, you know swiveling away from defenders but Tierney can't do that he's literally a first touch and knock it past the guy uh, type of player that's a big problem that Arsenal have and they need to sort out the problem with actually I'll get onto that later but yeah that's um, those are um, well, that's, on, that's only the beginning of Arsenal's problems they lack creativity 
and dynamism from midfield and um, that left uh, wing area. Then now, when you move on to the right side of the pitch, again, um, Arsenal's only chance creation methods seem to be Kiratini or Saka. They literally give the ball to Saka, who gets double teamed every game because of how dangerous he is. And the problem with having Tomiyasu is that, fair enough, he's comfortable building up from the back because he's very clean technically. He's able to use both of his feet. You know, he can play under pressure. But when it comes to progressing the ball and creating chances, he's not, you know, a powerful uh, overlapper like Kyle Walker is or like, I don't know, Hakimi is or like Reese James is or, you know, Trent, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't, he can't um, identify when the opportunity to overlap is. Maybe it's a coach instruction that, oh, you know, stay back. We don't need you. Sometimes he does it, but he's not a powerful runner. He's, like, you see what I mean? Like, he doesn't eat up the ground when he overlaps Saka. That's, if Arsenal were to find an overlapping right back that can complement Saka well, in business but at the moment you know it's literally Saka um, just holding at that right wing spot by himself and it's difficult sometimes as good as he is with both feet as well it's very hard for him to hold down that right wing spot by himself when there's no overlapping fullback and then you have Odegaard who I think is very overrated he stinks he's not good enough he's just very very empty midfielder someone said that he put so much energy into doing nothing and i couldn't like like that that's exactly what he does like he doesn't really do much like he i mean he's a i i, I don't even think sorry let me check yeah so i just i'm just looking up odegaard's numbers now and if this is true if I'm reading it correctly, he has what? He has what? 0 0.9 expected goals for the season. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, 0 0.9 expected goals for the season. 1 1.5, 1.45 expected assists for the season. What? 0 0.09 expected goals per 90 minutes. And 0 0.14 expected assist per 90 minutes. Like that is terrible. How much did they blow him in? 40 million. That is that that's awful numbers. Like they had a howler there. They had a howler with Pepe. They had a they had a howler with Odegaard, Partey. Like Arsenal can't keep affording to have these howlers. They're not as financially expensive as Manchester United is, you know, like or City. PSG like they can't keep spending money like this and the problem with having Odegaard and Saka on the pitch is that they're both left footed so they play at the same angles they always want to cut in they always want to bang that same pass that same angle that's the problem with having two left footed having two left footed um, players on the right hand side because it makes you more predictable you know the far side fullback can always defend that ball or it's harder said than done but you know 
it, it makes it very predictable having two left-footed players on the same side of the pitch and having no overlapping right-footed fullback helping you out. And then, yeah, those are um, those are some of Arsenal's problems. Then the problem with Arteta is that he he's implemented positional play philosophies in his team which basically means that when the ball is in a certain area of the pitch certain players have to be in certain areas as well so you would see that with City as well when the ball let's say is on the left side of the pitch you can you would always see Mara's wide right ha ha far high wide right you would always see him in that area um, and 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 what, when he would receive the ball, he's always looking to take players on one v one, and then you might see Bernardo Silva, um, not Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, underlapping. Like, I'm sure if you watch City, you know what I'm talking about. When he underlaps behind the defending fullback, and then he crosses it in, or like um, the same thing happens on the left side of the pitch. When Sterling gets the ball high, high, oh my days, high, far, wide, right, he'll look to do the same thing and take the player on. Um, find Bernardo Silva on the underlap. You know, um, that's what Arteta tried to implement on his team. And the problem is, when you have those type of coaches, they tend to be very rigid and not uh, be flexible. I mean Pep's generation so he's much more flexible than Arteta is but Arteta is basically trying to play that same way which is can be very detrimental because it can limit the ceiling of creativity that you can unleash on the pitch with your team um, and yeah it's all it's um, I wouldn't say it's a hindrance but um it really depends what type of coach you are, what type of profiles you have and how flexible you are. That's really what it is. But if you're going, if you if you set out to play the same way every single match and not um, adapt, then like you're basically shooting yourself in the foot because not every team plays the same way. And that's the problem with Arteta as well. Like when he goes one goal, when Arsenal go one goal up, they always tend to sit back and they don't tend to chase that second goal when they can when they have the opportunity to kill teams off and he he doesn't I mean he had Saliba he had he has Martinelli but he doesn't well now he's trying to give Martinelli a chance but you know he needs to give him more like he's one of the best talents Arsenal have so yeah um, I think that's another um, issue that Arsenal have to solve um, how I think Arsenal can solve it is by getting a high flying right footed right back um, a one that can overlap someone like Tino Livermento from Southampton or um, I'll be sorry I don't know that many right backs oh what's his name from Ajax um I uh, was watching him early on in the season, Mazurawi, if that's how you say his name. Uh, I'm really impressed by him. I really like that guy. I, 
I think United need to keep tabs on him. Um, very um, creative, dynamic, right back, comfortable, the ball, comfortable coming inside as well. Um, he comes inside a lot. Uh, I haven't. I think the last time I watched him, I don't didn't really see him particularly overlapping a lot. But I'm pretty sure that's something that he's comfortable um, doing. One more problem that I didn't point out that Arsenal have is goals. Um, I didn't. I pointed out the fact that their chance creation methods are kind of dead, but I didn't point out the fact that because you didn't, you can't um, create. I mean, Arsenal can't create a lot of high quality chances. It means that they can't score goals. You know, especially with other declining. Where did the goals come from? Because Balogun isn't ready. I saw him against Brentford. He's not physically ready for the Premier League. Like he got eaten up in that game. Um, Lacazette is awful. Martinelli is not a nine. Saka hasn't really exploded in front of goal. ESR is the only one that's scoring, but his goals are not sustainable. If you look at his goals, they're not, you know, good sustainable goals. I think a couple of deflections. Um, Arsenal again the chance creation methods are poor and they always tend to score from counter attacks or transitional type goals if you look at um, even the goals against United like that's not sustainable at all that's that 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 first goal like that's those are the type of goals Arsenal have been scoring a lot this season this season um, sorry those type of beaky goals. I'm not going to count the game against Southampton because I didn't watch that. But if you look at the goal against, was it, was it Watford? I forgot what team it was where ESR scored for deflection. But yeah, just generally, like Arsenal need to improve the quality of their chance creation uh, method so that they can improve the um, creation of high quality goals. Because that's what's going to get them top four, not beaky, deflected goals all the time. It, it, it's not sustainable at all. So that's something I think Arsenal need to sort out as well. Um, yeah, like I was saying, what they need to do to sort that out is get a high-flying right-back, uh, overlapping right-back, uh, get a box-to-box central midfield player that's comfortable with the ball, that a good powerful runner late runner into the box and um, that's got a that's got good final actions as well someone like someone like they could have got Bibi Curry Samari really really interested they could have got Bibi Curry Samari from Leicester I think they should have got him instead of Partey he's basically the Indombele region but I've not I, I couldn't believe it when I saw him play the first time like I thought that was Indombele really like they literally stole each other's flow like it's crazy and they should have gotten him not Partey what they need to do is get a um, a left winger that's gonna raise the ceiling for their team so someone like Problem is, there's not a lot of high quality wingers out there now. Um, 
Oh, Raheem Sterling. If he's still looking to leave, then they could go for Raheem Sterling. That would give them a very good option up the left instead of ESL. I don't think ESL's a left winger. I think he's more of an eight, similar to Greenish and Mason Mount. Um, but yeah, I think they should go for Sterling. I forgot about him. I think they should go for Sterling. My opinion for the striking option is Avantoni. I think Avantoni's been the best English striker this season. He's been top five in the league as well. I think he, I think he's, I still think he has another level to reach because I think his role has changed from last season when Brentford won the championship because obviously Brentford were one of the best teams in the championship so his role was primarily goal scoring but it seems like this season his role has changed and he's more, the, the team seems to be more focused on getting the ball to him to relieve pressure from the front. So I've been seeing a lot of contested duels with centre-backs, a lot of fighting in the corner with centre-backs and he's very clean technically, his hold-up play is immaculate, his final ball is, well, I've seen him live in the flesh, like, he's a real, real, real good striker. I think Arsenal should go for him, I think top clubs should be, I think Tottenham should be looking at him in case Kane leaves, even City, if they can't get Haaland, if they can't get Vlahovic. They should be going for Ivan Tony, man. He's so sick, man. He's so good. And I think that Arsenal should go for um, an another right winger. Um, if Martinelli doesn't, you know, step up, you know, make that step up this season, go for another right winger to challenge Saka. Someone like Noni Madueke from PSV. Uh, another player that I've seen in the flesh, very um, talented. He's basically mm, similar to Robin, kind of similar. Like they always look to cut in. Like he always looks to cut in. He doesn't really like going outside. He lo he loves cutting inside. I think. Um, what's it? Madueke and Saka on that right hand side. Um, battling it, battling for the right wing position. Yeah, I think Arsenal could be in business if they make the right signings. Potentially, a, a title charge could be coming in 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 the next few seasons. You know, um, they really need to sort their midfield out, though. I mean, Partey and Jack are not good enough. Um, and yeah, I think those are the. Yeah, I basically think that's what's wrong with. Arsenal at the moment and what they can do to solve that so yeah um, sorry for all the stuttering I literally just off the dome it was just a freestyle freestyle you know like I never write down what I'm gonna say I just freestyle it and hope it comes out right I, mean, I may miss a few points but hopefully you get the idea um, so yeah that's the end of the episode uh, I'm so happy on myself because I just finished in time for the Champions League redraw because they shagged United. They gave us PSG again. They shagged in. I'm not going to go into it because I'm. It's, it's going to start right now. But they shagged us so much in the first draw. It was um like my head is my head was on the moon. But happily, they're doing a redraw. So let's see who we get. So yeah, um, that's the end of the episode. Um, it's your host Marco, and this is the At the Wall podcast.